The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this privilege to gather at your feet to hear from you. Thank you for a present word in season, a now word for each and every one. And Lord, I ask that you anoint me to deliver this word. You anoint your people to hear, particularly as it relates to them individually and as it relates to all of us collectively. Let your will be done in this place and let no one leave the same way they came. We pray in the name of Jesus. I, I wish I had a better amen. amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Okay. Can somebody declare tonight, this is Goshen. That phrase came up as, as, as I was meditating and preparing what God will have me share. This is, is Goshen. And it, it ties to the fact that this is, is talking about what is present. What is present. And that you are there. You are in Goshen. Can you say, I am in Goshen? That's a very, very powerful prophecy to hold on to during this heaven on earth year that God has given us because that's one of the clearest examples of what it means to experience heaven on earth that we see in scriptures. Heaven on earth, it has, um, there are different ways we can interpret it, but one major way I've been emphasizing in different weeks, I mean recent weeks as we've been talking about this all through this year is that we are here on earth, the Isaiah 60 prophecy. Darkness will cover the earth, drops darkness the people. And that's the earthly experience. But God's will is not for you to experience what the world is experiencing around you. Hallelujah. And what God will do is God will give us heaven. Or send us some heaven. Or send something to us from heaven. Enable us to experience something different from the earth around us so that we can be distinguished from our environment. And that was what the children of Israel practically experienced in Goshen. Let's quickly get into the word. Um, Exodus chapter 10, in the days of Moses, was a very practical example. Let's look at Exodus 10 from verse 21. Exodus chapter 10 from verse 21, as God was visiting Egypt with the plagues. And we see here this plague of darkness. I love the way it is described here. Then the Lord said to Moses, Exodus 10 from verse 21, stretch out your hand towards heaven that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt. Darkness which may be felt and there was thick darkness in all the land of Egypt for three days. They did not see one another, nor did anyone rise from his place for three days. But all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. That light was light from heaven because there was no light all over the earth. And that's that practical display 
of what God is saying to us when he's saying heaven on earth. A good illustration we can take from scriptures is what the children of Israel experienced in Goshen. Their dwelling was Goshen. It started all the way. In fact, we're going to go back there in the days of Joseph. This was now the days of Moses. They had light in their dwellings. Somebody say, light in my dwellings. Oh, you can do better. Say, I have light in my dwellings. I have light in my finances. I have light concerning my health. I have light in my marriage. Light in my home. Light in my business. Light in my career. Light in every aspect of my life. Irrespective of the darkness on the earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's a very valid scripture. I mean, picture there. And what we want to explore in this series of teachings is how does Goshen operate? We can take it from this example that the will of God for the children of Israel was for them to have light. He was going to bring darkness over Egypt to punish Egypt, to judge Egypt. The children of Israel were in Egypt. God's will was not for the children of Israel to experience darkness. His will was for them to experience light. And he made it possible for them to experience light in their dwellings. How do we experience Goshen today? It's what we want to begin to look at. Because unlike the children of Israel, please hear me very carefully. This is very, very critical to what we're going to be discussing. Goshen for you and I today is not a physical place. <laughs> There's no geographical map for Goshen. In the, in, in the days of Moses and in the days of Joseph, it was a geographical place. Maybe you can say it was Victoria Island or Banana Island or Ekbe. You can see it on Google. You can in the New Testament church for the New Testament believer, Goshen is not a physical place. Now, the impact of Goshen can be experienced in your physical spaces. Hello, somebody. You know, God has always been interested in our physical spaces. All, right from um, Abraham, God has been talking about the land. Genesis 12.1. Leave your father's house. Go to a land that I will show you. God is very much interested in our physical spaces. Told the prophesied to the children of Israel, the land that I've given to your fathers that is flowing with milk and honey. Land, physical land. And they sent out 12 spies to go and check out the land, physical land. And they got to the land and they saw the milk and the honey and the fruits and everything. In fact, that story, I believe, we'll touch on it tonight. Because like we said, this month, um, we want to talk about faith, the spirit of faith. And that begins to give us an inkling into how it works for us today. So they saw the physical land, they saw the physical manifestation of the milk and honey flowing, but they could not enter the physical land because they lacked faith. And even though their own Goshen was a physical thing, 
that they could actually see and touch. And they carried the grapes back to the camp. They could not enter because they lacked faith. Our own Goshen is not physical, sir. How much more the necessity for faith? Because I can guarantee you, and this is what Hebrews 4 was saying, they could not enter the rest of God because of unbelief. You and I too cannot enter Goshen today because of unbelief. Somebody say, this is Goshen. I am in Goshen. Hallelujah. All right, let's, let's quickly move because of time. So, um, let's go back to the very beginning, how Goshen started. And we see that in Genesis 45. Let's go back there to the beginning. Hallelujah. God's will for you is to have light in the midst of darkness. Hallelujah. And we will operate in God's will. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Background story, very quickly. Genesis 45, Joseph revealed himself to his brothers. And he told them, go and bring my father. Go and bring your families, everybody. And in verse 10, this is where we see the first mention of Goshen. You shall dwell. In the land of Goshen. You shall dwell. In the land of Goshen. Goshen. And please start applying what I'm sharing with you tonight. For them it was a physical experience. For you and I it's not a physical experience. But it must be your dwelling. This is Goshen. I dwell in Goshen. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen. In fact, before we read the next verse, go back to verse 9. Please watch this. This is very powerful. Because it, it makes the importance of the next statement Joseph made there very important for you and I. Genesis 45 verse 9. Hurry, go to my father and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph... Listen to what he said here. Because all that Joseph was saying, this was very, very prophetic. God has made me Lord of all Egypt. <laughs> I am the Lord of Egypt. God has given me that kind of power. In fact, in another place, God has, God has made me Lord over Pharaoh. Pharaoh was the king. But Joseph was the one calling all the shots. It's like we have in certain kingdoms today. There's the king, then there's the prime minister. The king is just a figurehead. The person that runs the country is the prime minister. God has made me Lord over Pharaoh, over all Egypt. Come down to me. Do not tarry. So, Joseph was actually prophetically, the picture he was speaking, he was actually talking like God here. And God is saying, dwell in Goshen. Dwell in Goshen. I want you to dwell in Goshen. Somebody shout, this is Goshen. Dwell in Goshen. 
And then he now made this statement. And this way, why I read the previous verse, now said, and you shall be near me. Proximity to me. So please, catch what I'm saying, particularly as it relates to us today. And you're going to see this in a moment. I'm going to show this to you. Even in the days of Joseph, how it started, the issue wasn't the parcel of land called Goshen. The issue was that Joseph wanted them to be near him. It wasn't because it was Banana Island or Victoria Island. Look at Lagos. If they tell you to choose where you want to be now, the seat of power in Lagos, if your eye is just money, you'll probably say Banana Island or Victoria and Lekki. But the seat of power in Lagos is Nalausa. If you really want to control shots in Lagos, dwell in Alausa. Near me. <laughs> Hello. It's a very long time ago, my, my, my dad told me the story about Alausa. We were just talking. Said in, in, when they were growing up, mainland was another country to Lagosians. No, mainland. The whole, the whole of Lagos life was in Lagos Island. That's where everybody was. Nobody, when you cross and you start going to places like Yaba, it's like you're going to <laughs> Ibadan. So, I mean, to, to Lagosians. It was so far back in the day because everybody was in, on the Lagos Island. That's where they all lived together, choked together. Then one day, Lagos government just announced that they're going to set up because they needed space. They're going to set up the new at Alausa. It was a jungle. But you see, they had the power. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody said, I carry the power. So, Goshen is not about Goshen, per se. They could have called it Alausa. In fact, maybe you should start calling it Alausa for the purpose of this teaching. The key was that you are far from me. God has made me Lord over Egypt. Where you are is far. Come and dwell near me in this place called Goshen. It wasn't so much about the physical location. It was the proximity to Joseph. I have the power. There's a famine. This was before the seven years of famine. There's a famine coming that is going to wreck the entire earth. God has given me the wisdom and the secret to survive this famine. The whole world doesn't know what's coming. COVID is coming next year, but God has given me what will the vaccine that will save us. God has given. That's why he was telling them here. Come and stay near me. Come and stay near me. Stay near me. You shall be near to me. And not just you, your children. Parents. As we are growing in the Lord, as we are praying, we should train our children to be near, to know God. You, your children. Look at what he said here. Not just your children, your flocks. <laughs> Teach your dog to pray in tongues. <laughs> no, that's not the point here. If you own a business or your career, make sure your career too is done in the ways of God. Not that you come to church on Sunday, you pray, ah, me, I'm God. Then tomorrow you go on Monday, you start giving bribes. And you are praying in tongues on Sunday. You, you are near God, but that your business is far. <laughs> God. 
not just you, your children, your flocks, your hearts, and all that you have. They must all dwell in Goshen. All of you must dwell in, something is coming. Something is coming, a famine is coming that do, I want you to be near me so I can take care of you. Verse 11, therefore I will provide for you I, not the land, I. Hello? I. See, I'm the Lord of all Egypt. I know where all the food is in Egypt. I'm the one that's been keeping it. I carry the levers of power in Egypt. I will provide for you. It's not about the land. I will provide for you. Lest you and your household and all that you have come to poverty. Somebody say it will not be my portion. Because I dwell in Goshen. Can you announce this is Goshen? You, you will get what that phrase means. That, that God gave me that phrase specifically. You will get what it means. But say it again for now. This is Goshen. So that you will not come to poverty. If you are far from me, you will, you will, be, you will be in poverty. For there are still five years of famine. Okay, the famine aside, this was still the early days. There are still five more years. It was supposed to be for seven years. The famine had just started. Something is, has hit the world. I know God, God told me the secret. I have prepared for it. I have come near me. In fact, when he, when he was going to introduce his, his, his family to Pharaoh, <laughs> He said, tell Pharaoh, because he wanted them to be near him. He knew the importance of it. He told them, tell Pharaoh that you are um, shepherds, that you take care of cattle, and that you are dwelling in Goshen, because what they needed to take care of their cattle, and that's what Joseph had planned, was there. But what Joseph really was about was that for them to be near him. Hallelujah. Glory, glory be to God. And look at the result of that. Genesis 47. Genesis 47, verse 27. So Israel dwelt in the land of Egypt. So they were in the nation. And they dwelt in the country of Goshen. They were near Joseph. They were near God. They were where God wanted them to be, where God placed them. Though they were on the earth, but they were not just anywhere. They were exactly where God wanted them to be. And what was the result? They had possessions. You will have possessions in Jesus' name. And they grew. You will grow in Jesus' name. And I love this third one. And they multiplied exceedingly. You will be multiplied exceedingly in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And if you read on, I love something that happened there. This is one other major reason why you will know it wasn't so much about the geographical location even though it was in a geographical space. And that's very, very instructive for us because today, your Goshen is not a geographical place. 
it's not. The Bible told us that. Look at the next verse. Joseph lived. Because they're there, he lived a long life. Joseph lived in the land of Egypt 70 years. So the length of Joseph's life was 147 years. Because it was where God wanted him to be for that time. During the famine and beyond the famine. Hello, somebody. But just to show that it wasn't that Goshen was particularly special, he left them an instruction. Say, when I die, take me out of this place. Don't bury me here. <laughs> Go and bury me where my fathers were buried. That is the real place. It's just that God wants us to be here for now. Even Joseph told them, when you are leaving this land, carry my bones with you. <laughs> they left them that instruction. I told them, swear, when you leave this place, carry, don't bury me here. <laughs> Go and bury me where Abraham is buried. Bury me where. <laughs> Glory be to God. Will you declare with me again tonight, this is Goshen. There's a phrase God told Joshua. Look at Joshua 1.8. How do we operate it today? That's what we want to begin to learn. There's a phrase God told Joshua. And Apostle Paul repeated something similar again in Philippians chapter 2. I want you to look at them. Joshua 1.8. You're very familiar with it. This book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate in it day and night. Observe to do according to what is written therein. Please watch this because this is, this is key. For then, this is what I want to emphasize out of this, you will make your way prosperous. Then, you will make your way prosperous. Then, you will have good success. Say with me, I will make my way prosperous. I will have good success because I dwell in Goshen. Say it again. I will make my way prosperous. I will have good success. Hallelujah. So he told keep my word in your mouth, speak it day and night, meditate on it. You are responsible to make your way prosperous. You are responsible for the success you experience in life. Philippians chapter 2, you see Paul saying pretty much the same thing. Different words, but pretty much the same. Hallelujah. Let's read from verse 12. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, Philippians 2 and verse 12, not as in my absence only, but now much more in my presence, walk out your own salvation. You work out your own salvation. You make your way prosperous. You make your way successful or make it possible for you to have good success. Work out your own salvation. Now, this is not telling you to be independent of God. God when, by God giving us that instruction, work out your, your own salvation, make your way prosperous. Please stay with me very carefully. Remember God told Joshua, put my word in your mouth. So you're not going to do it independent of God by him saying this to us. In fact, it went on to say, yeah, look at verse 13. For it is God who works in you both to do his, to do, 
God that works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Hallelujah. So God is working with us, but our cooperation, particularly now, it's easier when your Goshen is physical. All you have to do is just to drag yourself to a physical place. It's easy when we are all together. They say, everybody, get a lamp, kill the lamp, paste it on your doorpost. We are all together physically. There was none of the children of Israel that did not do that thing. None of them. That was said, all of them, they left with silver and gold. None was feeble among them. It helped that they were in a physical place. Now our Goshen is not physical. Two of us can be living side by side. Particularly under our dispensation. The same street. We can even be living in the same house. And we are both children of God. But somebody is experiencing Goshen as the other. And another person is not. Because you make your way prosperous. You have good success. You work out your own salvation. With the word. Look at what Paul said. Do all things without complaining and, dis and disputing that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst. See, this is where we find ourselves. In the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. They were in Egypt, in the country of, Joseph, uh, of Goshen. In the nation of Egypt, in the country of Goshen. There was darkness all over Egypt, but they had light in their dwellings. They were in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. But they see had light in the midst of darkness. This is how we are. In the, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, and you see that it was saying to them exactly what God told, told Joseph. How? Holding fast to the word of life. Holding fast. That's what God was telling Joshua to do. Hold fast to my word. Goshen now is a spiritual place. Holding fast to the word of life. Somebody say, I'm holding fast to the word of life. I'm holding fast to the word of life. Say it again. Come on, one more time. Let me hear you. I'm holding fast. Hallelujah. I love what he said here. Look at that verse 16 again. Holding fast to the word of life, or like God told Joshua, this book of the Lord shall not depart of your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night. The same thing. So that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. All this effort I'm making on your behalf, there's a result I'm walking towards. But this is how you get there. This is how you get there. Hallelujah. All right, let's try to tie it up a little bit tonight. Second Corinthians chapter 4. Let me show you where Goshen is. And let me explain to you what this is Goshen means and why God gave us that phrase. Let me show you where Goshen is. 
Listen to me. Look at me very carefully. Like I said, Goshen is not a physical place. For us under the new covenant, where is Goshen? Goshen is inside you. Goshen is where? Inside you. You, you carry Goshen. In fact, even down to the original place, Goshen was inside Joseph. That's why I said, come and stay near me. Joseph knew that. The Bible said the Lord was with Joseph. And the Lord made what he did to prosper. And as he continued working with God, he realized that it's because of God with me. That's what he had. For us, it is God in me. Our own covenant is greater than the one he had. Joseph made that Goshen. And that's how it is for the New Testament today. I mean, for the new creation today. Joseph made Goshen. Leave where you are. Come and stay with me. Tell Pharaoh that you are farmers, you are, you are herders, you have livestock. Tell him because there is water there. It was just a trick. You see, it was the Lord. But the main thing was he wanted them to be near him. So 2 Corinthians chapter 4, please. This is why somebody shout again, this is Goshen. This is why that phrase is very important. This is what he said here, Apostle Paul. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We have this treasure on a parcel of land. Talk to me, somebody. In a particular building, in a particular bank account, where is the treasure? In earthen vessels. We, we have as New Testament believers, new creations in Christ Jesus, children of God this day, we have this treasure inside of us in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. So when he tells us, look at what he told the Philippians, work out your salvation. It's inside of you, glory be to God, work out your own salvation. Work out your, it's inside of you. It's God's will for you. He said it's God at work in you. God works in you. Both to will and to do of his good pleasure. The work of God to make Goshen a reality, it starts on the inside. And one place to, to what you need to start believing. You need to believe the word of God. We'll talk about that, but start believing what God has put on your inside as a new creation. Particularly because you carry the Holy Ghost on your inside. Somebody say, I have the answer on my inside. I have the solution on my inside. I have the wisdom on my inside. Because I carry the Holy Ghost. This is Goshen. Ah, you didn't get that last part. 
<laughs> this is Goshen. This is Goshen. It's Goshen because I'm here. And because I, I have the treasure on my inside. Hallelujah. Something else very powerful that Paul said here. And this is where we are going. Verse 13. And then we'll now interpret that in the context of what he was teaching in this chapter. But hold on for a second. Look at what he said in verse 13. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what? Who is here with us? According to what? What did God tell Joseph to do? Joshua won't need to just read it. Ah, you guys, let's, let's quickly finish now. We need to go and find out whether Super Eagles have won. I saw in football, you people are watching. Don't worry. Somebody say, this is Goshen. This is Goshen. All right. We'll deal with you later on, but this is Goshen. What did God tell Joshua? What did Paul tell the Philippians? Holding fast. So he said, according to what? Talk to me. According to what? What is written. Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believe. And so we speak. So the point is, God has put something on my inside that makes me special, that actually creates Goshen around me. Hello, somebody. And my believing what God has put on my inside. And there's no believing until I start speaking it. That's what we're saying here. We also believe and so we speak. But my believing, this is where faith comes in, is what makes all the difference. Joseph believed in himself. In, in terms of what God was doing in his life and all around him. He believed it so much. He said, come on, I will take care of you. I will provide for you. I will provide. I know what God... Look, I started in the pit. I didn't die. They slowed me to slavery. I didn't die. I was a slave in Potiphar's house. I did not die. God helped me. They put me in prison. I didn't die. Until I ended, it was God. I know what God is doing in, so with me. That's where ultimately was with me. I will take care of you. I believe it. I believe I, I, you will not. This famine, if you are with me, oh, you won't suffer. No matter what happens, if you are with me, you will not suffer. And if you really study what Paul was saying here in, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, he was applying it to ministry. And really, if you read everything, he was talking about all the suffering that they were going through in their ministry. Look at what he said. After he said, we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. It's in us, but it's not by ourselves. It's God that put it inside. All we have to do is to believe it and work it out, because God is the one working in us. To will and to do of his good pleasure. So we still give the glory to God. When Joseph was saying, I will provide for you. He wasn't saying I was going to do it in my strength. He was saying, I'm going to be able to provide for you because God is with me. 
all this thing that is Goshen is because God is with me. Here it's God is in me. And he was saying, we are hard pressed on, on every side. But we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. He was saying there is wahala all around. He was talking about his ministry. And if you read the Bible, you see Paul's ministry. A treasure every side, but God has put a treasure in me. And it's by that treasure in me that we are going to overcome. And we are going to make a Goshen out of this place. It's not about checking out. We will make Goshen here. What makes it Goshen is because we are here. Now, this is not to knock anybody that has checked out. If you checked out, when you get to where you arrive, you, too, you say what? This is Goshen. Abraham checked out. But when he got there, he made Goshen out of wherever he went. It is Goshen because God is in me. In Joseph's days, they would have said, it is Goshen because God is with me. It is Goshen because... So, you, you get to your marriage, things are not going the way you want it to go. You have to develop this attitude of faith. That's what spirit of faith is. Spirit of faith is attitude of faith. This idea of faith that says, okay, it's looking dark, but God's will is not for me to have darkness. Say, this is Goshen. There's Goshen in this marriage. Finances look upside down. You need to learn by faith. This is Goshen. We are not supposed to suffer lack here. It's darkness, but God's will is for us to have what? Light. And you walk out. Hallelujah. You make your way prosperous. You have good success. Because God has put Goshen on your inside. It's not something you are looking for elsewhere. Hello. It starts by you believing I have treasure from heaven in my earthen vessel. There's something heavenly that has been deposited in me by reason of the Holy Ghost that dwells in me that can bring light out of this darkness. That can make me shine in the midst of this crooked and perverse generation. This is Goshen. Oh, hallelujah. And you do it by faith. You do it by faith. All of us must master the walk of faith. One mistake many believers, and sometimes I, I can all of us make this mistake, including myself in that, we are looking for Goshen outside. We are looking for Goshen. And all the while, Goshen is inside you. Hallelujah. Are you with me tonight? Praise God. We're going to pray with this scripture. And then we'll wrap up tonight. We'll pick it up from here next week. So we'll focus on this on Wednesdays. Emphasizing how to make this work for us.
and on Sundays we'll focus on the faith aspect of it. Hallelujah. Somebody say, this is Goshen. Look at this prophecy by Isaiah. We're going to pray this. We'll wrap it up here tonight. Isaiah 32 verse 15. Until the Spirit is poured upon us from on high. And what is this saying? He said, things are going to remain dry. Things are going to remain barren. Things are going to remain in poverty and lack. Until... There is an outpouring of the Spirit. But watch what will happen. The wilderness. You are not going to relocate. And again, this is not about knocking. Because we use that word relocate now. Nigerians interpret as if it's a bad word. It's not a bad word. But like people that have not jackpot. No. I'm not talking about. Look, whether you are a, an Abraham that moved. You make a Goshen out of where you arrive. Or whether you are an Isaac that stayed. You make a Goshen where? out of where you are. It's you, you carry it around until the wilderness becomes a fruitful field. It looks like a wilderness now, but this is Goshen. Out of you will come what will make that wilderness a fruitful field. Hello, somebody. And the fruitful field, so you already have some level of results. What will happen? The fruitful field will be counted as a forest. They came to meet Joseph. I think if I'm not mistaken, they said there were 75 people that came with Isaac. Am I right? Those of you that know your numbers in the Bible. But what did the Bible say? They grew. They multiplied. In the same place. It wasn't a wilderness when they came. It was perhaps a fruitful field. But they multiplied and it became a forest. And they grew and multiplied so much the Egyptians were intimidated by them. That's why they started making slaves out of them. Ah, these people are growing more than also. These people are having more money than also. So even if you are starting at the level of wilderness, glory be to God, all you need is for an anointing from heaven to come upon you. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. You already have what it takes on your inside. Praise God. In fact, for us, it's that it comes upon us. Our own, the spirit within us came from heaven. We just need to activate it. Glory be to God. And it will make a, a, a fruitful field out of what looks like darkness in your life. Make light out of darkness. It will make a forest out of a fruitful field. They didn't tell us the next dimension beyond forest there, but there's always a next dimension. It will... <laughs> Praise God. Because where this is what? Goshen is already in your house. Goshen is already in your marriage. Goshen is already in your business. Goshen is already in your career. Goshen is already in your finances. You carry it. Hallelujah. And you need to start believing that. Rise on your feet this morning. Let's just take a few minutes to pray. Until the spirit is poured upon us from on high. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and say, precious Holy Spirit. I thank you. Because Goshen lives in me. I can't hear somebody tonight say, precious Holy Spirit. I thank you. Because Goshen lives in me. And that's because you live in me. 
as I pray tonight, anoint me afresh so that every wilderness in my life will become a fruitful field. And let every fruitful field grow into a mighty forest because this is Goshen. Goshen is here with me because you are here with me. And I believe that because that's what is written about me. In the name of Jesus, will you lift your voice and begin to pray? Just focus on the Holy Ghost. Let him anoint you afresh. It will come up on you afresh from within you. I have good news for somebody. There's Goshen in that marriage. It may look like a wilderness right now, but hear the word of the Lord. There's Goshen. There's Goshen there. You need to start calling it Goshen. It looks like darkness, but call it Goshen. There's Goshen in that relationship. Ah, If only you can see what God sees about that relationship. If only you can see what God sees. Oh, somebody has the Holy Ghost to come upon you afresh tonight. There's Goshen in that business. Your beginning may be small, but your latter end will greatly increase. Let God open your eyes to what he sees. Kedaba Satayata. Look at that business and declare this is Goshen. This is Goshen. There is light in the midst of darkness. There is light in the midst of this crooked and perverse generation. There is beauty that can come out of these ashes. There's wholeness that can come out of this brokenness. This is Goshen. Somebody hear the word of the Lord tonight. There's Goshen concerning your health. Your body may look broken. It may look fractured. It may be hot. But speak over that body and declare this is Goshen. The Holy Ghost is here. And it is written that if the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwells in my mortal body, God will through that same spirit quicken my mortal body. The Holy Ghost is the agent of Goshen. <laughs> this is Goshen. There is light in the midst of this darkness. There is joy in the midst of this sorrow. There is celebration in the midst of this pain. There is plenty in the midst of this lack. This is Goshen. If God be for me, if God dwells in me, who can be against me? Come on, pray fervently for a couple more minutes in the Holy Ghost. Let him come upon you tonight. When he comes upon you, he makes the wilderness. The same wilderness, the same wilderness, the same marriage, the same business, the same career, the same child, the same wife, the same husband, the same family, the same home makes it a fruitful field it looked like a wilderness <laughs> but this is goshen 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 I'm working it out. I'm working it out. I'm working it out because God is working in me to do, to will and to do of his good pleasure. And his pleasure is for me to dwell in Goshen. 
this is Goshen. I'm making my way prosperous. I am having good success. This is Goshen. Those finances that look dry, speak to it today. This is Goshen. There's abundance in the midst of this lack. There's overflow in the midst of this shortage. This is Goshen. Can I have the pastors at the communion table? This is Goshen. Keep praying, church. Oh, Yakasa, until the Spirit is poured upon us afresh, until the Holy Ghost anoints you afresh, until the Holy Ghost covers you afresh, until the Holy Ghost empowers you afresh, He will make the wilderness a fruitful field. He will make the fruitful field a mighty forest. Kedabasataya. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 0000640.